Hello. Oh, hi. Good morning, Dan. How are good, you? Good morning to you. How's everything going uh, way up there? Good morning. It's the optimistic day. Everything is great. Tuesday. Optimism present. Optimism, optimism in the house. Optimism engaged. Optimism mm-hmm. at maximum levels. Maximum warp, Mr. Calm. <laughs> so, uh, let, let me so, see. We had, I, I, I don't know what your agenda is for the show, but I did want to mention that we had a couple of emails that if we ever feel like being more lazy than usual, we they pretty much wrote a show for us. Mm. Did you, did you, I don't know if you're on board you, with well, the emails. You know, or, you know what I did. I do know. That's right. I forgot. So maybe you haven't seen, but there were a couple of emails I, that came I in. Have, I have for uh, <laughs> eight years uh, very greatly enjoyed the emails that we get from listeners to the program. Yes. What, I, what I have less enjoyed and have found no way to avoid without drastic measures uh-huh. is the far greater percentage of email from what John Roderick would call dingalings uh, who are asking to be on the show. So I had to finally filter it to devnull yeah, everything. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm so I'm, sorry I'm, that I'm not getting your messages. I yeah. wish there was a better way. We'll we'll figure something out at some point, but daddy can't get no mail. Well, I, I will take, I will shoulder the brunt you going to shoulder my brunt? <laughs> I will shoulder the brunt Aww, of you. that. And okay. um, and and when the good emails come in, I will pull them out. The one, In other words, all the emails that aren't people saying that they want to be on our show. Uh, <laughs> the actual emails from listeners. <laughs> it's like a video game. <laughs> I know. It's it really, a, I mean, it's it a really, sad, it's the saddest of video games. But it's like, too. like, I don't even have, an, I don't like video games, so it's difficult for me to explain, but I, I don't know. Is it, is it like, it's like playing Ms. Pac-Man, except you keep putting quarters in, and, and sometimes you just get an ad. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Tell me what show has been written for us, Dan. Ah, okay. Well, one... Hold on. Let me get to the email here. Um, mm. There is a whole... There is an email from... Let's see. They, if they say I can say their name or they don't say... Okay. Um, a, 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 a listener named Zach. Zach, last name withheld. Zach, last name withheld. Um wants to talk more about his entire media library situation and how he can manage it. Uh, talking about Synology's Drobo, Plex, iMac, uh, mm-hmm. tons of other stuff that, that he wants us to talk about, which I thought was interesting. And then there's another one. We have a thought or two on that. <clears throat> I think you do. And then there's another one who is uh, from a listener, Justin, who is, talking about everything that they've learned, but getting things done and uh, teaching themselves programming and the first page is profound and a whole bunch of other things. So with my the, goodness, so that's a whole season. There's a, it could be a whole season. Why not? We can do a seasonal starting with, you know, with, with these, I don't know, maybe there's something there. And, uh, and I wanted to ask if, you know, if it, if we should save them or maybe when we're feeling a little light on uh, content, we could hit them or we do them today. Whatever you, what, I mean, it's your no, show, whatever you want to do. I don't I'm know. totally fine. I, I do have a little bit of odds and sods follow up. All right. But I would be happy to, why don't you pick one of those that you would like to talk about? All right. I got one. I'm ready. Okay. Super ready. Okay. Um, born, born ready, Merlin. Yes, you were. I was there. <laughs> you could have been. I'm my you, own grandpa. You might be the father. Mm, oh my god the unwed mother oh my god <laughs> god i love that movie so much you know, so good you know, people don't don't waste another day you gotta you gotta watch all of watchmen you really really need to watch watchmen and you really need to see the movie predestination you know one of my one of my bits of follow-up and i i don't want to talk too much about this till the season's over 
I'm probably going to be discussing this on literally three different podcasts because it's a game changer. I, I do at this point feel confident to say two things. And I, I, I am, in a sense, giving you a tremendous amount of homework, the listener. I will say, I will say this. The um, HBO series Watchmen is improbably getting better with every single episode. And the first episode was one of the best episodes of TV. Episode six, did you get a chance to see Sunday's episode? And I am behind. I must admit okay. I am behind. Um, so, so don't spoil is, it for us. I'm not going to spoil it, but I'm just going to say a couple things. Um, and I'm contravening a little of my earlier advice uh, on the one hand. Um, if you've read the um, the comic from the 80s, and uh, it, you might want to bone up a little bit, but um, I can, number one, really honestly, seriously recommend Watchmen. I recommend. Now, and now, I'm, again, I'm in that situation where like some of the... Topics and content are challenging, to say the least, but it is very, very good. I don't want to oversell it, but yeah. it's really awfully, awfully good. Now, to contravene, number two, to contravene some previous uh, remarks, I think it really schmooper helps to have read the comics. <laughs> I, at this now, when point, you say comics, you use the, you, you use the plural, comics. Okay, are you saying that we need to just read the original which is now can, available in trade say, or all so I, of the like new 52 stuff or what? No, no gosh. Um, I don't think so. You, um, <laughs> I'll send you a photo of just my home stock at this point, but I have, I, mm, I don't know. I'm like this with Weezer's first album. I'm like this with Watchmen uh, where I have bought multiple copies for myself and others. This mm-hmm. is the thing that I just send to people. Um, I've, I've gifted this to everyone in my family. I've gifted this to John Syracuse. Uh, I've gifted this to John Roderick. I just send people the big trade of Watchmen and say, if you ever get a chance, it's really worth reading. It's still really, really good. I say it here because like, I think you can watch this show. And if you like Damon Lindelof, if you enjoyed the best parts of Lost and if you enjoyed the uh, leftovers, I think you can really enjoy this show and mainly just find it extremely bewildering. Um, if you if you do have an opportunity to read the 12 issues of Watchmen that came out in the 80s, 86, I think, um, it will greatly enhance your enjoyment of it. But the main takeaway is uh, just, you know, put a pin in it. I wouldn't sit on it for too long because you don't want to be spoiled of this very special show. But uh, I do feel very confident saying, yeah, you should you should go see Watchmen. I'm going to send you a funny photograph. What do you think is the, for the original 80s comic, what do you think is the minimum age? Because there is a little, a little oh, sexy very, stuff. it's very challenging. Um, I not would the say, movie. The movie is a whole separate thing, but just the comic itself. What do you think would be recommended I would say age? either a super advanced uh, 10-year-old who's had a lot of uh, problems or <laughs> uh, an extremely sheltered 40-year-old. Anywhere in between <laughs> should be fine. All right. Good to know. No, it's challenging. Um... No, honestly, though, um, knowing kid these kids today with their rock and roll, I would feel pretty safe saying 13 or 14 for the okay. comics, but right. you know, your mileage may vary. This is also, um, I'm not going to say this is perfect, but it is very good for context. If you're ever not sure, if you're on the bubble, either it's a movie or TV show, you a new, new movie or TV show you haven't seen, or an old movie or TV show that you think you remember, I would say go to the website Common Sense Media. Uh, it's the most sane and sensible of these things. They're not a bunch of old biddies. But Common Sense Media has a really good review. Um, let's let's just let's just go. I'll we'll put it in show notes. But Common Sense Media, basically, commonsensemedia.org, um, says uh, what what they 
what adults and kids say in terms of how old should you be to watch this, which is helpful. And it also then says, here are some things that uh, could be could be tricky about this. Um, let's go pick one, uh, just kind of arbitrarily. Um, let's see, TV reviews. I'm that's clicking. the sh- that's the show art that you just sent me, by the way, for sure. Oh, it's embarrassing. No, it's, so it's embarrassing. awesome. It's awesome. I, you know, I like the movie. Okay, the movie The Irishman. The movie The Irishman. Common Sense Media suggests that you'd be 17 or older to see it. Uh, parents say 16 or older. Kids, perhaps unsurprisingly, say 14 or older. Mm-hmm. It's um, always fun to, whenever I look at the movie, it's like, oh, yeah. there's kids are always like, oh, you could totally be 11. Yep, <laughs> right. There's like a, always a 10 to 20% age difference in what the kids think, how old you should be compared to what the parents say. And, and I just want to clarify. Okay. So, so here's my, here's my funny contradictory paradoxical approach to kids in media. I tend to agree with the idea that kids should avoid screens until they're at least two. I think that's a good idea. I think the science and the medical community is very clear on that, that, you know, just just jam your kid in a little house of books for, for like a real long time. Books, 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 books. Um, but anyway, uh, so then after that, you're on your own. I can't help you. Um, I, I, I Again, I, I want to be clear here. Every one of these things is useful for context. If you have the slightest concern and you should have the slightest concern, the paradoxical part is I think I think it's frustrating when I hear people say things like, I want to have safe stuff for my kids. I want to have things that my family can just watch. You, you say that, and I hear you saying, oh, they can just watch PBS. In my head, I hear you saying, I want something I can park my kids in front of. You should be, in my opinion, you should be picking stuff that's awesome, that will challenge your kid, but also lets them have better taste than watching Caillou, Right. Right. And so you're going to need to be the one who decides if this is appropriate for your kid. If you know your kid is scared of jump scares or gas masks, only you know that, and you're going to have to deal with that. So, so for, okay, but here's why I say this is useful for context. They then go, they drill down into this. And again, this is somebody's opinion at Common Sense Media, but I think they are sensible people. They have a section here called A Lot or a Little, The Parent's Guide to What's in This Movie. Five, well, one to five uh, severity. Uh, are there positive messages? Are there positive role models? How much violence? How much sex? How much language? How much consumerism? Um, is there drinking drugs and smoking? I like that because anybody who's listened to Rectifs knows that my biggest frustration with every review, if it's just a five star or a thumbs up and down, whatever it is, is it lacks it lacks um, facets, right? Mm-hmm. Like, what does that mean? What does four stars mean? Four stars of what? Anyway, um, and I love that they do that here. Now, then the next section, this is really good. What parents need to know. Parents need to know that The Irishman is an epic crime drama from Martin Scorsese. The violence is extremely strong with many killings, D. So often when you read this section, it'll say what you need to know is that this given movie is considered a classic of science fiction, but, you know, uh, it's got a, uh, it's uh, no spoilers, it's got a, a monster that comes out of a guy's tummy, uh, but it's et cetera, et cetera, right? And right. then they get into the user reviews, et cetera. So I just would say for yourself and for your family, a, a site like Common Sense Media is really cool. I believe at this point, I can't promise this, I believe Common Sense Media is also integrated into at least iTunes movies and probably most of Apple TV. If you scroll down and scroll down and scroll down, you'll see some Common Sense Media stuff. Pretty sure also on Plex, but... In any case, I think that's a good place to go. Um, I don't know if they have Watchmen the comic in here, but uh, enough of that rant. Yeah, so, uh, you know, I'm not here to... I'm a little prickly about this. I've always been a little prickly about this because I think there's, there's something so hegemonic and dark about phrases like family values or family friendly. 
is there something just basically hegemonic about that, which says that every family is the same. And as we learned in Anna Karenina, every family is different, especially the unhappy ones. You need to be the curator for what goes into your kid's face, full stop. Do not trust anybody else to say, because I'm here to tell you, buddy, there's all kinds of stuff that is considered, and we're not, we're not even getting into YouTube, okay? That's a whole separate thing. Because people love to park their kids in front of YouTube and go, oh, it's kids' YouTube, so it's fine. Well, figure it out. Go read about that. You don't mm-hmm. want to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's also just a lot of kids' TV that's extremely bad and hegemonic. It's very culturally uh, troubling. And, you know, there's a bunch of Disney stuff that is nominally very safe, but it's going to send your kid a message about how to be a girl in the 30s that you really probably do not want to pass on to your girls or your boys. Right. That's what I have to say about that. Common <laughs> media. Dan, how do you decide what's appropriate? <clears throat> like when you decide to show your kid Logan, like, or whatever, I'm not going to pick on you, but how do you decide what is okay for a given kid? You know, I mean, it's really tough. You just have to, like you said in the beginning of your... Um your monologue, you, you said, um, <laughs> it's my birthday. I'm allowed. <laughs> it's your birthday today. <laughs> it's my birthday. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Yeah. So anyhow, how do you pick? Um, you know, whether or not showing him Logan was the best choice of my <laughs> parenthood. I, uh, I don't know. Um, I can tell you that, you know, every kid is different. So here's a little anecdotal mm-hmm. story. Um, years and years ago, way before I had any kids, uh, some friends of mine had a child and, um, he was a very normal, but slightly sensitive boy. And they, uh, they didn't let him watch television really very much. They didn't let him see any media. They wouldn't buy clothing that had brand names on it. Things like that. Mm, that was, yes. Their kind of state, and I and we respected that guy. (laughs) We respected that, and (laughs) they were telling us how they went over our other mutual friend's house. They have had a daughter; it's close in age, and the two kids were watching a a kids' TV channel, like a Nickelodeon type thing, and uh, and somehow there was either a preview for something, or maybe it was an advertisement for a beverage. I you know whatever it was, and apparently this this wolf was in it and the wolf the face of the wolf kind of like went into the center of the screen and came closer oh, and gosh. to to the girl same age as the boy this was just a commercial on TV it was neutral she had no reaction to it to him it traumatized him he had nightmares about it he would wake up shouting about the wolf and <laughs> and Poor and like kid. and th- I know and this was but this all had to do with one the fact that he was a little more sensitive but two he had no exposure to regular tv he had no exposure to to that kind of thing so bringing this to my situation like the kinds of things that uh that like my son who everyone is different levels of closeness to their kids i'm pretty close to my son we we spend a lot of time together mm-hmm. and and my daughter too, but I mean, my son and I spend more time than I do with her usually. Also, um, the kids the kids will like one parent more than yeah, the other for uh, a while. For a while, I, I, nobody talks about it, but I think that's a thing. <laughs> I think you're right, and I think <laughs> yeah. it flips it flips back and forth too. Oh, absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. But, you know, so but I really know him, and I know that like things like that don't scare or disturb him. They just they just don't and they never have they mm-hmm. never have and i i don't know why they don't but like with my daughter 
things like that used to maybe not necessarily just something as, as, as straightforward as a wolf, but there would be things that, that she would see or that would bother her, that would scare her and really stay with her. My son has never been scared of anything. There's never, never been in his, in his, you know, almost 12 years. He's never once said that scared me and I can't sleep. Never once, never Mm -hmm. had, he's never had a, a nightmare. He's never had a bad dream like that. He would wake up at night because he couldn't sleep or whatever, but never from a, oh, I had a bad dream. My daughter had bad dreams and still does all the time, you know? So it's like, I knew with him that, and you know, I'm not, he's not desensitized to violence or anything like that. Um, well, but it's I knew, not, it's not one of those eighties video game things where like, you don't feel like he gets pulled over to the principal's office for lashing out and like trying to be a master chief or whatever. No, not at all. He's like an incredibly gentle. I almost mm-hmm. wish he was and more aggressive, you know, <laughs> like I, I kind of want him to like come home with yeah. a black eye and be like, what happened? Like I kicked the crap out of this kid. He told me this, I pushed him down. Like I kind of want that, but he's very, he's not like <laughs> that. He's a pacifist. He's like super gentle and very well-spoken and so polite. And I don't know where any of that came from, not from me. And you know, so like, but at the same time, like he, we can watch a movie like Logan and it doesn't like, he wasn't like, man, that was so violent or anything. I can take him to see 2001 and he sits through the whole thing. And mm-hmm. like at the end of it, he's like, I would like to understand what do you think dad, what was the symbolism of the star child? <laughs> right, and like, right. like that's where his mind's at. But then we can go and see Logan. He could be like, that was awesome. What about when he killed the guy with the thing? It's got the girl from his dark materials in it and she's so good. You know? So I don't, I don't really know. I still, I don't know if like we're watching Dunkirk now. What? Yeah. We're watching oh Dunkirk. And you, I you really want to turn off the Atmos sound. For I, that I read, yeah, I read the, uh, the common sense media. And of course kids say, Oh, 12 is fine for it. And adults are like maybe 14, but I knew, I know him. And I mean, we, <clears throat> excuse me, he and I will watch like World War II documentaries together. So he's very interested in the history yeah. of it. And the way that we approach this movie isn't, we're going to watch this kind of horrible war movie. It's more like we're going to see something that like really shows what it was probably like. And, you know, and there's a lot that happens in it. But what's, what's amazing about that movie, having watched it again now for the second or third time, is how intense the movie is. But the stress and the tension comes from the situations and the music and the setting compared to a lot of other movies and video games. It's not that violent. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like it's hard to watch, but it's not like I cannot watch a lot of war movies because they upset me too much. I can't, I had not watched. What is that? Brother one brothers in arms or band of brothers. I could not watch it. I can't watch too upsetting. It's really, it's, it's amazing to go back and watch that because you're amazed. I'm amazed that that show ever got made. It's got so many people in it that went on to be huge stars and it's so well done. Can't watch it. But it's really especially when you get to the Ardennes and you get to like the Battle of the Bulge, it's really really rough. But you know, I I feel, and every but you nailed it though. I mean, like what more is there to say than like every not every kid is different, every person is different, every family's right. different. Yeah. Everybody's sensibilities are different. But yeah, it is interesting. Um and then there are, there are, yeah, you just you never I said jump scares because that was it the is worst. funny that that's nearly universal with yeah. a lot of kids. Yeah. Can I tell you two uh, two anecdotes and then we can move on? Yeah, go ahead, caller. Because I think it's valuable. Thank you. Uh, first time over the garden waller. <laughs> um, so my kid had her uh, slightly belated. We had some scheduling uh, cock-ups. And so she had her annual 
birthday uh, sleepover over the weekend. And so it was her and three of her friends slept over and really, really wrecked the house. I mean, it's really bad, but they had a good time. Um, and at one point they were watching TV, like we were having, uh, we had, uh, we had spin the choice dinner. We got lots of different foods, uh, and uh, a big Chinese buffet. And, uh, and then they, they watched TV and they decided, decided to tuck into a show that a, all of them had seen and enjoyed and B at one point had terrified all of them. That's <laughs> what a show called over the garden wall. <laughs> okay. Have you seen over the garden? Wall? No, I'm looking it up right now. I think it's, I put it, I think I, I typed in, in the word over into Google and that was the first Oh, it looks like sweet little uh, gnomes Absolutely. or something. Absolutely, it's so good and so cute and so funny. The characters are. This is so your elf. Great. This is your library elf in action right here. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> it's a it's a it's a really really good show. Very much in the spirit of Adventure Time. Cool. And uh, I I think it's super good. But all all the four all four of the girls agreed that they had all been somewhere between scared and traumatized by a character called the beast who shows up <laughs> and he's not that scary but he's li- he is scary i mean he's the bad guy yeah. and he's, he's a little jump scary yeah but it's but now they're all you know 11 or 12 and you know they're fine and they enjoy the show and they're actually i think a little proud of themselves that they're not scared of it anymore although they all did curl up a little bit when they knew the beast was coming. Uh-huh. But that's, I mean, that, that, an example, like here, that's, a, it's a very good, when I say adventure time, I mean, it's up there in terms of like, everybody can enjoy this. This is not, you know, this is not pap, you know, I, I was going to say Paw Patrol. It's Paw Patrol's fine, but it's not, it's not just a kid's show very much. It's something again, like adventure time, you can enjoy it on so many different levels. Um, so that's my one remark. Um, here's no, um, I, sh- I shouldn't even say this, but I, um, when another reason that uh, you don't hear the phrase as much as you used to, but that was a very big phrase in the eighties and nineties, f- family values, family friendly. And I'm here to tell you, buddy, that is code. That is, that is code for a whole lot of ideology. And I think we need to call it what it is. A lot of that is. I'm not even going to call it Christian values. True Christian values, true gospel Jesus values are not about telling other people who they are allowed to be. So a lot of people who, I just want to say, when people say that things are kid-friendly or mm-hmm. family-friendly, um, I think there's a lot of ideology in that. So I'm just going to toss out, for my own, for my own reasons, I, uh, I, I get real riled about people, people who think children need to be sheltered from conversations about gender and sexual orientation. And it really roils me. Um, and so I look at, I look at something like, I'm going to toss out Adventure Time, definitely Steven Universe, uh, the wonderful comic Lumberjanes, uh, even the PBS show Arthur, which I don't know if you've watched Arthur in a while, but it's, yes, really, I have seen it's it. still very, very good and, uh, and very entertaining. Um, and all of those, I bet you there's somebody out there who would not let their kid, I'm guessing, now I'm, I'm doing the straw man that I don't like, but I bet there are people out there who would say that's not appropriate because of the, uh, the themes in this. Even if it's just the theme that like girls are, girls can be, girls can be empowered naturally, just n- girls are empowered to be the kind of person that they want to be and like who they want to like and do the things that they want to do without being instructed that they're doing it wrong. Um, Lumberjanes, highly recommended uh, for that. It's just a bunch of girls at camp. And some of the girls like each other. Um, 
Steven Universe, big time into stuff like that. Like, what's going on with some of the gender stuff in this? I don't know. I'm just here to say, like, um, I think I think we have to be careful about what we think we're protecting our kids from. And when, in the same way that I would like to, my kid to have good taste and appreciate, ultimately appreciate this version of Star Wars A New Hope more than that version of Star Wars A New Hope. <laughs> at the same time, I would I would like to have some role in helping them understand a world that doesn't have to suck. And a lot of times when we are guided by other people's de- uh, decisions or proclamations about what's appropriate, we are ultimately capitulating to their busted ass worldview where they may want they may want life to go back to the 1940s in the good old days or the 50s. Another great reason if for people who are old enough, another great reason to watch Watchmen because Boy, there's a lot going on there. I've been, I have, uh, it's my birthday and I'm exercising personal privilege to give you some strong opinions, but everybody's different. Every kid is different. Every family is different, but don't rob your kid of the opportunity to see beyond the world that they live in right now. Mm -hmm. Whether that's letting them see the ring go back to Mordor, whether that's about letting them see the guy take his dad's helmet off and play the harmonica, whatever it is, there's an opportunity for your kid to see something that's not what's in front of them right now. It doesn't have to be corporate branded Disney stuff. There's all kinds of stuff that you could read from from different eras. But like at every step along the way, we see government, uh, religious institutions and various industries trying to make a, uh, a quote-unquote safe business decision. And a lot of times that gets encoded in what we start to think is appropriate, whether that's the Hayes Code, uh, shoot, whether that's the McCarthy hearings, whatever it is, there's always somebody out there that wants to tell you what's okay. And just remember, you're the mom, you're the dad, you get to decide what's okay. You can help your kid have good taste and you can help them be a slightly less horrible human being. Did you want to tell me about something that you like? Yes, I will. I will tell you about Squarespace. Oh my God, that's so funny. I, oh my God, is that real? That's real. Okay, okay, I'm going to tell you something real quick. I was okay. going to recommend, so my kid likes going to the library and goes, I think it's somewhere in the 700s. For something like six or eight years, she has enjoyed going to the library and finding all the upsetting books that she can find. One of the upsetting books that is, is a series that is so good that I wanted to recommend to your son has he read the Nathan Hale books? Nathan um, Hale, the the uh, the the name of this uh, author. I'm gonna say no, Nathan. You H. really Hale. need to turn him on to Nathan Hale's Hazardous Tales. Hazardous Tales. Oh my God! There's one about the Donner Party and and cannibalism. Uh, one Dead Spy, <laughs> total classic. Yeah, Donner Dinner Party. You don't want to miss the first one. She grabbed is called Treaties, Trenches, Mud and Blood, and it's about World War One. It's a uh, it's they're you know graphic novels, comic books. Um, uh, Eisner Award nominee, uh, highly recommended. And I went to Nathan Hale's website, NathanHaleAuthor.com. Guess what? Powered by Squarespace. Nice. Tell me about Squarespace. Squarespace is exactly what you just said. It, it's it's lurking behind some of the world's best websites. That's what it does. You can go to Squarespace and for a very, very surprisingly small amount of money for what you get and... It's, it's like, I I was just thinking about this before we started recording how for me, like my go-to when I used to build a website was like, okay, you know, now I gotta go and start coding. And, and, you know, like that was never the thing that I wanted to do. I didn't want to build a website to promote the thing that I was really working on, whether that was an application that I was building or, you know, a a photo gallery or an announcement website or a blog or an e-commerce site. Squarespace lets you build all of these sites and more pretty much any website that you would want 
without having to do any real work to make it look beautiful, to put it all together, to have everything in one place. I remember when Squarespace first started out, they had really, really good features, but when they went to this next level where they made it so easy to just do drag and drop and Mm -hmm. like embedding a YouTube video is so easy. Uploading audio is so easy. Creating a product catalog. You drag a map, you can put an Amazon product in. It's so freaking easy to do. It's so easy to do. And that's the thing because especially if it's not like, if your main job is not building websites for people, then you probably don't want to be building a website. Do the thing that you're good at and let this get out of your way. Squarespace does that for you. They make it easy for you to do pretty much anything online. You can sell stuff, you can blog, you can publish content, you can, I mean, everything is there and you can make it look the way you want it to look. Settings are there for you to tweak. Products can be created for you to sell stuff. I mean, it's all there. And they even let you buy domains at Squarespace. You can use a new domain for your new website. They've got a logo maker that they help. I mean, everything is there. And it's all secure. You don't have to worry about security, patching things, updating things. They do it all. And they've got 24-7 award-winning customer support. So it doesn't really matter what level of experience you have. You can do pretty much anything you want with Squarespace on your own. And it will be awesome because they have great software. So there's a special URL for you to check out. Squarespace.com slash it's your show. You just go there. If you're listening to this show and you're like, I... I like what Merlin and Dan have to say. Just visit that URL and it will support us. Squarespace.com slash it's your show. But once you get there, take a minute, look around, and you'll see that the next time you're ready to start a site or the next time you want to go grab that domain, this is the place to do it. Use the offer code it's your show and you'll save 10% off your first purchase of a website or a domain. Again, the URL, squarespace.com slash it's your show, offer code it's your show to save 10% of your first purchase. And we sure do appreciate their long-term support. Thank you very much to Squarespace. Thanks, Squarespace. Buck, buck. Now, I I, uh, I figured the birthday would come up. I'm very disappointed in you, Dan, because normally, I don't know if you're growing as a person, but normally you talk about me dying and being mm. old. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I'm kind of bummed because I already had, I had some things prepared for that. I like a, like a, a snappy re- retort or something? Yeah, just something about how I'm old and have bursitis. Um, and I wanted to be prepared. I was trying to find some good quotes. So I've ha- added some things to notes about my um, my imminent death. Mm. Um, one is the Wikipedia page, a wonderful page called List of Expressions Related to Death. Mm. Um, you got Bite the Dust, the Big One, Born Asleep, Breathe One's Last, Brown Bread, Bought the Farm Bucket List, Carcade, Cashing One's Chips, Candyman, 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 Check Out, Come to a Sticky End, Counting Worms, Croak, Cross the Jordan, etc. Another one, a wonderful, wonderful, <laughs> you know, there's BuzzFeed, there's BuzzFeed News. Mm-hmm. One's good. Mm. The one that's not good. Uh, 28 profoundly beautiful quotes about life and death. And then one that's amazing. 360. <laughs> this is amazing. This is a mill. Okay. 360 death quotes that will bring you instant calm. Wow. And, and each one of them, each one of the quotes features the quote on some kind of crappy stock art and a, a link that you, you can you can click to tweet it. So that's all good. No wow. one's actually dead until the ripples they cause in the world die away. Oh, wow. So positive. Oh, my God. I feel instantly calm. No wonder. If we talk about media, we, I feel like we could talk about this in at least two parts. 
Okay. And and one part, I can't decide which ones, because I feel like I need to prepare more if we're going to talk about part one. I'm much more, I can, if you want to talk about that today. Oh, wait, I, you know, I didn't even ask you. What did you want to talk about? I'm sorry. No, did I you mean. Want to talk I, about media? You pick. I, I like talking about media and this email might segue into the media conversation a little bit. If that, if, if, if that's, if we're talking about that kind of media, the other thing uh, that I wanted to just kind of touch base on is the, um, the new MacBook Pro for a second. Mm-hmm. If there's bandwidth to do that, so whatever oh, piece you yeah, want to do, do we can, yeah. um, so <clears throat> out of the blue, my mom uh, texted me, and this happens periodically. And usually, I, usually I can talk her down. That from, is the way that moms text is yes, out of the blue. Out of the blue, and I, I, you know, I can usually talk her down from making a purchase that she doesn't need to do. And so for about <laughs> let's see, six years, I've talked her down from getting a new laptop because she really didn't need it the way she uses it. Hers is fine. It works well, et cetera. Um, but she's like, well, no, I want, you know, I want, I, I want something else. I think I'm just going to go and get the cheapest low end MacBook air. And I mm. said, you know, mom, maybe don't get the cheapest low end MacBook air unless that's really what you think you, <clears throat> what do you think you want? She's like, well, no, I want a 13 inch MacBook pro, but I, I can't, you know, I can't justify spending that much money. I can only justify spending the, that on the, the air. And again, that's mm. arbitrary. Yeah, uh, you know I mean, she. It's, it's so easy to accidentally not spend enough money and yeah. get a thing that is now not useful to you. Yeah, and and like that's kind of what she's done in the past. And I said, uh, I said, well, you know, I said they did just come out with this 16-inch MacBook Pro that fixes a lot of things I wanted fixed, and I, it's hard for me to justify getting it when I have like a year-old MacBook Pro 13-inch. And yeah. uh, and I said, well. <clears throat> A lot of our, excuse me, wife. A lot of our friends are sitting and waiting because they're hoping that there's an equivalent. Thirteen. The ATP guys, yeah, yeah. They, they want the equivalent of these features on a thirteen inch because the sixteen inch, I, I love it, but it is, as they say, a battleship. It is very heavy. Yeah. So I'm gonna. Um, so what I told her, I said, I'll go to the Apple Store and I'll check this thing out, and 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 if if I like it, then you could give me your old. Um, MacBook Pro, and I'll just like I'll put it on eBay and sell it on eBay, and you mm-hmm. can have my MacBook when you come to visit over the oh, holidays. That's cool. Okay. And uh, and she's like, well, that but that's not enough money. I want to give you cash on top of it so that you can. So I don't, uh, you know, I'm gonna resist that, but she'll probably do it anyway. But <sighs> it would basically they, the mom said, mom said, just let me let me do a thing for you. I know. Why I do know. you have to? Why do you have to make me feel bad about it? And so what? She'll like give the money to just my take wife the, take and the gift card. Take the gift card. Yeah. Just, just take it and use it. It's, it's not, it's okay. It's really but I think, okay. I think I'm going to go pick one of these things up. And I, mm-hmm. I, before I did it, I just, I wanted to see if you could weigh in a little bit on that. I know that yeah, it's sure. going to be a bit heavier and bigger. Um, not a big issue for me. Cause you know, dude, I, I deadlift. So like, I who cares? I, don't, I know you do. And you, you swing the ropes. I, yeah. I have to say the, the whole, like it, it is heavy thing is a little bit perplexing to me because all, all you people love your goddamn cars so much. Don't you drive most, not you, but I mean like, yes, you, but also all the ATP guys. Like, do you like walk to Starbucks with a laptop? Why, right, why, like, is, like who's why is an complaining extra two pounds about, such a big deal? Yeah, like if you can't, like I, I can, I can pick up most people that I know. And so like, literally, yeah, like I will, I will walk up to people and be like, Hey, how you down? I'll lift them. I'll like just if you lift were at the them. mall, if you went to the Hallmark store to pick up some ornaments for the holiday season, I'll lift everybody in the store. You could pick up almost every, there might be one really big fella there. Like and if there's, if there's a big guy, like he's a, like a trucker or something, yeah, would you, would you ask first? I would grab him, I'd grab him by the calf and just kind of lift one leg. 
Oh, you, okay, you could also do a fireman carry. Fireman carry is like by design an easy way to carry a large person. How do you do he, it? Oh, you do the thing where you grab an arm and you grab a leg and you kind of put them on your shoulder and you oh, sort of yeah, lift like, them up like with a, your legs. Oh yeah, like a log, like Rocky. Yes, like a log, like Rocky. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. You might ask, if it's a fisherman, you might ask first. <laughs> yeah, but, but I don't know. I mean, I love Christmas as much as anyone. Mm-hmm. Okay, so so I think uh, you know. I so think... what is the problem here? <clears throat> I, I guess it's just so strange to me where people are like, "Oh, I really like the weight of the MacBook. I don't know if I want the MacBook Pro." And that's so weird to me. That's like. That's like ordering food and like you're, you're scared that some of it might be brown. It's like <laughs> odd to me. Like what, what, yeah. what are you talking about? It's, it's a know. computer. It's a computer. It's a, it's a really good computer, Dan. It's a very, very good computer. Um, as far as for your mom, is your mom going to be, well, let's get, let's get past this silly thing we're talking about. Does she need it to be tiny? Does she carry no, it around lots of places? She'd love, she'd love the, the you know, and I, I think, what not it true that the current 13-inch MacBook Pro is like the same weight as the MacBook Air or lighter or something funny like that? I don't know. Anyway. That's been so confusing for so long. I don't um, know. But anyway, she'll love it. used to be, no, used to be the MacBook this. Air was the really, the crappy tiny one and the yeah. MacBook was the kind of powerful one and the MacBook Pro was the very powerful one. And then for the longest time, it seems like the MacBook Air was sort of their flagship consumer computer, yeah. right? Yeah, it Wasn't was. it like under a thousand bucks? Yeah, it was, came in at like nine ninety nine for the eleven yeah. inch entry level one, and yeah, I mean, I don't, I, I don't, I can't speak to. I mean, oh, what can I say? So I've been using a two thousand fifteen MacBook Pro, the last good MacBook Pro, um, for a while because it's got the ports. Um, I mean, I, I won't be able to offer much that hasn't been offered by a million other people, except to say that it's a really, really, really good computer. It's the first computer I've had that has uh, Touch ID and the Touch Bar on it. And my controversial opinion. Um, I really like the touch bar. I mean, understand now, this is, this is, I, I've been using a 2015 MacBook Pro. Why? Because it's powerful. It's flexible. It's got all the, it has all the port, all the great ports. Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, it's, it was the last good Apple laptop for four or five years. And so that's what I've been using. And it doesn't have, it wouldn't, uh, there's all kinds of stuff that it, it can't do. Right, just because it is pretty old, you can't do sidecar with it. Uh, you you uh, don't get lightning ports on it, and of course, then the other direction was after 2015. Wow, guess what? I hope you like lightning ports because, like, here's one or <laughs> three or here's right, four because right. that's what we're doing now. But okay, fine, that's that's where we are. Um, but so I have kept using the 2015 MacBook Pro because it's got the inverted T keys, because it's got the escape key. And, you know, p- people who are not me or our friends or you, right. like, would go, like, well, how often do you use the escape key? Like, what are you doing? And it's like, the truth is, I'm not using VI, but I do use the escape key a lot, a lot, a lot. And I'll tell you where I use it is NV, NV Alt. I, I escape out of NV Alt all the time. That's how I get out of the document that I'm in and go back to that list view, right? I do, I do it. There. I do it. There's so many times I use escape for so many things. So my point is it would have driven me nuts to have that be a touch bar only thing, probably. Right. It, w- it would have driven me nuts not to have like a, the good T keys. So I'm coming at this from the POV of like, well, I just went straight. You know, this has an escape key. This has the T, but it has the touch bar too. I think the touch bar is extremely clever. I don't know if it's great in every use, but I have had a couple phantom touches where I, I'm not sure I even did touch it, but I thought I did. But generally speaking, it's been great. Um, what, what do you, what, what, how can I help with this? 
Well, I mean, I, I, I think, do you think that is a sound decision? I know she'll love the MacBook Pro. Well, it's, uh, not che- it's not cheap, but it's also not over costly. Uh, mm-hmm. It's the same price, I believe, as the previous model. Yeah. I, I got it with the standard, I guess, 16 gigs of RAM and a one terabyte um, SSD. As ever, my advice would be, I mean, for your mom, I think that would be more. She could probably get by with 512, I'm guessing. Um, all the, all the apps and services are getting smarter with us. So things like Dropbox, if she's mm-hmm. using Dropbox, like mm-hmm. I am, like, I don't keep my entire Dropbox on there. I use selective sync and then I, I pair stuff down. Um, I really super like it. It feels really good to use starting with the experience of lifting the lid. Um, it, it's, it's, it, it's just perfectly weighted and magnetized so that you can lift the lid gently without, sounds so stupid, without the, what do you call the bottom part, the non-lid, the computer. It doesn't lift up, just the lid lift up, lifts up, which is such a great experience. Yes. It's it's just, you know, nice fit and finish. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm already partway into Dongletown because of all the other devices, so I'm not, and I don't have that many things that I need to hook up, so having these uh, lightning ports is fine. Um, it has a nice, one thing it is, it doesn't have MagSafe, but it does have a very nice decisive click. You pull it till it goes click when you're, uh, when you're, uh, pl- <laughs> plugging it in <laughs> and it feels real good. Uh-huh. Um, I think it's, I think it's amazing. I think the key, the keyboard with the, uh, uh, you know, what is it? Not butterfly, but scissor keys. Yeah. The keyboard feels great to me. And I keep, I just keep discovering more and more amazing stuff that it does. Uh, like this morning I called my wife into the room and I'm like, come here, come here, come here. You're not going to believe this. I was like, oh my God. Wait, do you have one of the new ones? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Good. And so I saw, I was like, you gotta see this. You're not gonna believe this. And under window, uh, it says send to, and then the name of a nearby iPad. And I was like, what the hell does that do? And so I clicked it and it automatically boxcars the page that you're on over to your iPad. And now you can use the you can keep using, you know, it's basically, it's very similar to Luna display. You can just keep using your keyboard and uh, touchpad on the laptop to manipulate over to your iPad. And it's, it's that seamless. It's wild. Um, it's, a, it's a very, very good computer. And it's more computer than I needed, but I'm really glad I got it. I like it a lot, a lot, a lot. I'm now using a computer at home more. Good. I want you back on the ba- computer at home bandwagon. No more of this iPad garbage for you. <laughs> Full well, size computer only, a desktop is, machine I mean, in every a, room. A, I'm a funny, I'm a funny corner case kind of guy, uh, and certainly very fortunate and privileged. But you know, there are times where, like, where I'm going, if I'm going to be typing a lot, I really would prefer uh, to be on a keyboard that I like. If I'm, if I've got one of my friends, like you or Max or any of my other friends who are in some kind of a messaging text spree, the only way that I'll be able to keep up is to be on a Mac. It's much more fun. It's more fun than typing on an iPhone. Let's put it that way. Um, but no, I think it's, uh, there's all kinds of reasons I like it. Not least, I mean, it's a good, it's a really good computer. Um, but also it's just nice to see Apple doing something smart and cool. Finally, Mm -hmm. you know, the more smart and cool things they can be doing in public, the happier I'm going to be. So, I mean, I think, uh, obviously I think it would be useful for your mom to go and, uh, try one out and see what she thinks. Yep. Okay. What do you think? Yeah, I think she, well, I think she would love the, she's used my MacBook Pro and she loves it. And it's more, you know, like it's a, you know, I don't know. I, uh, is there a reason? So wait, reasons you would not want the larger, more heavier one. No, there's Um, no reason. You travel a lot. You are in a cramped United seat where the person in front of you at any point could send their chair flying backwards at an angle. Like what are other reasons you would 
prefer not to have the bigger screen. Mm, none. Zero. Um, it, it's not surpassingly large. It's not comically large. It's not like the 17-inch back in the day, the mm-hmm. pizza tray. Um, but I think, it's, I think it's an extremely good computer and good for Apple for making it, say I. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I've spoken. Okay. Are you, are you watching Mandalorian? Uh, no, I haven't watched it yet. Um, endorsed. Okay. I, endor- I, I, I endorse it. Okay. Um, there's an episode of, hey, let me uh, promote something. There's an episode of Reconcilable Differences with my, our friend John Syracuse that comes out on Thursday. And uh, we, we got into a good conversation, um, not about the specifics of Mandalorian, but I had pre- presented a mini topic to him of help me unpack what it is that makes me like certain Star Wars, right? So, you know, and the, th- the thesis is, it's easy enough for all of us to go, well, here's what I don't like about Star Wars. Like, I don't like, you know, trade wars. I don't like puppet meetings. It's so easy to call out all the stuff you don't like. I don't like adding extra rats to Mos Eisley. I don't like this. I don't like that. But like, what is it you do like? And the best I could come up with is like, I just like, I like how Han Solo is in the first movie. I like the garbage compactor scene. I like that R2 and C-3PO are kind of like an old gay couple. Like this is just, how do, how do I put my finger on what made that sh- magical? You know, it's funny, it's irreverent, but it's full of adventure. And I was on the service of saying that's, I find that's part of why I'm really liking Mandalorian. It really feels like the Star Wars, the impossible to nail down what I like about Star Wars is in Mandalorian. And it's right there from the first episode. A shining endorsement, I must say. Well, I mean, it's not the greatest thing on TV. That would be Watchmen S1E6. But um, (laughs) it is, um, it's a very, I think it's a very good show. And I think your, your family could like it. Well, very good. I, I I will follow your advice as I always do. No, you're so nice. Because um, it's your birthday. You like. hey, it's my birthday. I'm and watching f- dishes on my birthday. For your birthday, I would like to tell you about the Kensington Universal Docking <gasps> Station. Oh my God, the docking station? The docking station. Oh my God, Marla. thank you, Dan. So let me tell you about these things. So back in, in, the, uh, in the old days... You used to get a computer that had a million ports along the side of it. It had an Ethernet <laughs> port or Ethernet, as you would say. I miss those days, Dan. I love the Ethernet. It had PCMCIA slots. It had expansion cards. It had every plug and jack in the whole world, and you didn't need to worry about anything. You never needed a dongle. Oh, you you want to plug in a Bernoulli box? Plug in a Bernoulli <laughs> box. And so... Uh-huh. Uh-huh. But that's not the way things are nowadays. Yeah, when you not, when you plug something not. in, well, you, the device that you're plugging it into doesn't have those ports anymore, and the, everything is different. And so this is where Kensington comes in. Kensington has been around forever. Most people, I think, when they hear the word Kensington, they're going to think of the of the uh, laptop locks. You know, the really nice got, lock. I got it on my iMac right here. I got a Kensington. You need to have something like that. And I remember. It was just par for the course if you had a laptop. But I, I remember the freedom that I felt when I would go to the Panera and I would mm. lock my laptop up <clears throat> to that thing. And then I could get the table I wanted and still order my lunch and mm. get the, I would get the bread bowl. Those things are like crack, man. The bread mm-hmm. bowl. So people, people love a bread bowl. But Kensington does a lot more than just those locks. So one of the things that they do is they make these really awesome docking solutions and especially if you have a sales force or a team of, of people who are all on their laptops and they come into the office, you want them to be able to dock and then they, they leave and they go out into the world. I send you out as sheep amongst the wolves, you know, Mm. and 
this is what they're dealing with. So when they get back to their office, they want to just plug in. They don't want to have 50 different dongles, 50 different cables. That's where these universal docking stations come in. They're going to give you more ports. They're slim and sleek and they can make your, your, whether it's uh, a MacBook that you have or a Chromebook, they're going to make these things as powerful as a desktop. It's all plug and play. You don't need drivers. You can do dual 4K display with HDMI and display link video connectors, all of this stuff. And, and so if you're serious about this and you have am, like, like a, like I, I a team or something, which one of these to buy, just tell me which one to buy. Well, the way that they do it is you go and you can test drive a docking solution. They have this thing, this program called the Kensington Pro C program. And what this lets you do, okay. Oh, this is where you can talk to Matt. This is where you can talk to Matt. This is okay. going to help you choose the right doc, not just for you, but for your organization. And they will help you figure all of this out. It's so nice. Matt is one of the people that you could talk to who's going to help you get this straight. But these things are really awesome. They're going to tell you what you need. They're going to help you figure it out. You've got no obligation to purchase it. They let you try it out. There's no harm in just testing it out. Merlin, just test it out. So anyway, where they can Is go Matt to do that. Is Matt going to let me just test it out? Matt will. You're talking I can't, about Matt Sumner. Yeah, I can't speak to anyone else there. Okay. But oh, a Matt okay. is the uh, Kensington sales engineer who is, I think, going to field all calls. When you call the pro, him. The pro concierge program. Yeah, ask him. Ask for okay. Matt. That's all sales I'm telling engineer, you. Sales engineer, Matt. Ask for Matt. Okay. If Matt's not there, yes, you could talk to somebody else. You L- literally, literally walk away. <laughs> well, no, I mean, you yeah, know, break the wrist and walk away. Yeah. So kensington.com slash back to work. And that's spelled K-E-N-S-I-N-G-T-O-N, kensington.com slash back to work. You'll learn more and it supports the show. Again, if you care at all about the show, just go to the URL. When you're there, you may find a doc you like. And uh, and that's all I've got to say about that. Thanks very much to Kensington for making this show possible. Thanks, Matt. Buck, buck. Seems nice. All right. Should I read the email from Zach? Yes. Uh, I love the way he, he starts this. Hi, Dan, comma, Merlin. And then he's got an M dash after that. Like, I, he's, so, he's so excited. He's so, ah, ah. Ah. Yeah. Yeah. And he says, I wonder if you could spin off Synology Corner into some discussion of Plex. In the last week, I finally filed for divorce from iTunes and Apple <laughs> Music. Our relationship has been 85% broken for years now, hmm. but recent events have caused things to come to a head. I've been holding out hope that Catalina would fix things, but upgrading has just made clear that Apple has no interest in supporting what, to old school people like me, would seem to be the core functionality of iTunes slash music, managing a large library of music files and syncing them to my devices. Functional high ground, etc., etc. So it is time to find another solution. I got Plex up and running, and thus far it seems like it's the answer, but I'd love some help navigating the options. I'm currently running two Plex servers. One on my 2017 iMac and one on a Drobo 5N that's getting a little long in the tooth. And then he goes on to specs about his library. I'll I'll give the abridged version. 40,000 songs, 400 gigabytes or so. He says, mostly ripped from CDs. Some purchased through eMusic or Bandcamp or direct through the labels and artists. (laughs) Wow. Wow, Yeah. Maybe a dozen albums through the iTunes store. Less than 5% is stuff I didn't pay for. Much Hmm. of it is not available through any streaming service. And anyway, I'm just against such services in principle on account of how I'm a dinosaur. Mm -hmm. Another wrinkle. I'm a musician and home recording hobbyist and need to be able to put work in progress on my phone. That 400 gigabyte library has lived on the Drobo for years, but now that my iMac has enough storage to hold it comfortably, I've tried copying it back. 
that only took about 72 hours or so. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And Mm -hmm. somehow not everything survived the journey. It's all still on the Drobo. The Drobo also houses my iMac time machine backup as well as archived stuff, blah, blah, blah. I'm currently using three of the 10 available terabytes. Getting the iMac-based Plex server running was actually incredibly easy, and I've been Mm -hmm. amazed by how well it works to play things on my phone when I'm out and about, but as I mentioned, stuff is missing. Nothing is missing from the Drobo, but running the Drobo-based server app seems slower and less reliable than an iMac server, possibly unworkably so, especially when Time Machine is backing up to the Drobo. And now we begin his questions. Oh my gosh. Should I be this, running? This could be, this could be a segment. For That's what I'm saying. It's, it could be a, it, it's, it could be a whole series. It's a season. It's yeah. a season. Should yeah. I be running this thing off my iMac or Drobo? If iMac, how can I make sure everything is there? Should I trade the Drobo up for Synology? <clears throat> yes. And what does migrating that data entail? Can I reuse at least some of the drives I have in the Drobo? The price oh. tag gives me pause, but if the solution could be stable for, you know, like 10 years or so, I could justify it. And he goes on and on, talks about online access and, and everything else. And he says, so far, I've only thought about audio, but if I'm doing this, I might as well look into video and the ways this mm-hmm. might help with cord cutting. But I'm intimidated by that. And then the last point is what the... F is Apple's Mm. problem here. I mean, I have my ideas, forced migration to the cloud, reliance on attaching various eels, capitulation to an (laughs) IP-based worldview, etc. But I'm a lefty curmudgeon and maybe technical problems are harder than it would seem, despite the syncing model having worked fine for the first 15 years of the new millennium. I'm trying to see the Plex thing as a fun adventure, and it kind of has been, but I'm so angry and disappointed about being forced into it. I'd really appreciate any guidance you can offer. Thanks, you're the best, Zach! Thank you, Zach. That's a really, a really super good. Um, that's a good note. Wow, yeah. there's a lot, of, a lot of moving parts there. I'm just moving some music into my Plex for the first time and looking at the options. I must tell you, I have never done music on Plex. I've done mostly movies and TV. I've experimented with photos, which was surprising and interesting. Um, <clears throat> and uh, I'm gonna. I've just now added some music. So I'm going to say now it feels to me like there's at least three parts we're talking about here, I feel like. So one part is Synology Corner. Mm -hmm. Another part is how do you get your media um, ripped or, you know, relocated? And then third, you've got how do you use the various apps like Plex, I feel like. Um... I mean, I, I'm very, I, we can start wherever you want. I mean, I, we probably need more, a little more prep to do this exhaustively, but um, I, I mean, I don't know of anything better than Plex right now. My biggest, biggest concern with, with Plex right now is that they just not screw it up. Yeah. It's, it's so good. So good. It's maybe, it's up there as one of the best apps on Apple TV, which is <laughs> sad. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I don't <laughs> disagree ex- with you. It's an extremely good app. It is extremely flexible. What is Plex? Plex is the, an, a, uh, an evolution of something that has been around for years, which is XBMC style um, media management. There's been so many different things. We had stuff like, uh, Oh God, what was that Israeli company that I loved for a while? Um, oh shoot. Um, uh, Boxy. There's been things like Boxy. Oh, yes, been, I remember that I think, very well. I feel like a lot of it goes back to Xbox Media Center. So back in the day, I don't know how it came to be. It was before I was doing stuff. But XBMC became the sort of standard-ish thing for like managing your four kinds of media, really. And like doing it on an Xbox in that case. That's all history. You can look it up. 
but Plex is a uh, has many different apps and services. The primary one that I use is called Plex Media Server. There's also Plex Players. There are um, clients for all of the devices, uh, including to our relevant interests, um, uh, iOS and Apple TV. There are clients. Um, and um, for a fairly low cost, and I'm more than happy to pay, you get a ton of great extra features that give you a lot of flexibility. Um, your Plex is shareable with friends. You can have multiple Plexes for any kind of media. One thing I love that I, not, I feel like none of this goes without saying, if you've got media, like you've got movies here, you got movies there, you got TV there, you just point Plex at all of those folders and it takes care of everything for you. It goes and gets, uh, does a really good job of uh, downloading um, all the metadata, including posters and show art for your media. It will also do things like pull down um, relevant, if you if you need um, subtitles, it'll do that for you. Yeah, I love that. It can handle all kinds of weird corner cases, like multiple, like, oh, this week's episode of this TV show uh, is actually in this one file instead of two files, even though it's a two-part episode. It has a canny naming system that's really easy to get the hang of. Um, I don't know what to say. I mean, like I say, I, I don't have a, I don't think I have a single bad thing to say about Plex. I just hope it doesn't get screwed up. But if you would like, if you have a way to, if you have computers on which you ha- host your own media and you would like to, as they say, cut the cord from things like iTunes, um, it's pretty good. I, I certainly don't know of another way. I'm sure there are other ways to do music, but I, I don't, I can't speak to that. Have you done music on Plex? No, and I was really hoping you're going to be like, I've been doing music for years, but yeah, well, here's what I, I did. I've never here's done I did any music. I just, went, I just went and grabbed um, four direct four directories, four folders from my iTunes um, folder. So I went into iTunes. <laughs> God, it's so comical to me. It used to just be what Command Shift H and then iTunes, and your stuff was in there. You go to your home directory. So right now I'm in users, me, music, iTunes, iTunes media slash music. <laughs> and I grabbed four, uh, four things that I've downloaded from um, my iTunes. I do the iTunes match thing. So theoretically my stuff's in the cloud. I grabbed the folders for They Might Be Giants, The Church, T.W. Walsh, and Meat Puppets, and then dragged that into the Plex Media folder. And it immediately had uh, no trouble identifying what the albums are, what the art is. It downloaded high quality art for all of these. There is Dial-A-Song, 20 Years of They Might Be Giants. It's all, all worked, worked a treat. So that's cool. Um, the thing about photos, just quickly to mention, I just did this for, for giggles, is I just dragged a whole bunch of old photos just to see what would happen. And it's pretty good. It's, it's not the level of sophistication of a lot of Apple products, but it'll do stuff like if you allow it, if you give it the permissions... It'll do like AI or like machine learning on your photos. So it'll, it'll find, you know, pictures of babies or pictures of lizards or whatever, which I was really surprised it would mm-hmm. do. Mm-hmm. Where should we begin? What time is it? Oh my God. We could just do a real quick gloss probably on this. But um, I mean, like I said, I mean, God, I, I hate recommending anything anymore, but if there is something I would recommend, I feel pretty good about Plex and I feel pretty good about paying for it. No, I feel real good about paying for it. Um, their documentation is very good. The community is very rich. Um, they've been pretty good about not taking away features they've added, uh, but that does happen sometimes and somewhat frustratingly. You can use Plex. I believe you can still use Plex for over the air TV. Are you still on that tip? 
I am not using Plex for that, but I've heard about that because didn't they, what, there was, I remember there was a company that I, I could have sworn was even based in Austin that was like, they would set up the tuner for you and then you could stream. Oh, there's a hack where yeah, like, something yeah, it like was almost that. like a seed box for OTT. Yeah, yeah. But like you didn't have to do, like they would yeah, set yeah, it up yeah, for yeah. you I in their that, data that center. that ran afoul of a lot it of did. It, yeah, things. Yeah, yeah, it did. But yeah, I, I personally, I think that's a fool's errand. Um, I, I, I never got it configured to where it made any sense, not least because I just can't get a good signal being where I am, but it would just make these giant .ts files that would just glitch out. It's just like, you know, when you're going somewhere and you're waiting for a sandwich and they got the HDTV with the OTA connection mm -hmm. and it always glitches out and you're like, yeah. what is happening? Yes. Like, what is this? What is this Chinese game show? And why can't you get a signal? That was me, but for MASH. And, and I don't, I, that was just taking up too much space. It was ridiculous. Maybe we could use this time to derive um, a, a rough plan for how we could talk about this. Maybe, maybe good homework for this is go grab you, um, the Plex Media server or similar, and uh, listener, and just go go set it up and see what you think of it. It's pretty easy. To, I find it very easy to configure. It has a lot of knobs. If you do want to get uh, nerdy about it, you will not get all of the features without paying for it. But shame on you. You should pay for it if you like it. Um, and then you know we could talk about like I've been going through a whole thing with ripping my Blu-rays because I've got a fair amount of Blu-rays that I've been ripping, and we could talk about how we do that. Um, I'm finding, I don't want to talk out of school. I've been so good the last couple of weeks about not bitching about Apple. Mm. I finally was like, okay, it's time. I want to download all of my stuff from the cloud and I want to have it because I've got the space for it now. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like, I, I've been living in this weird, um, nether world of like, I'm not sure what music Apple has correct, let alone has it all. And I, I just want to get it all. And so I started going in and using some smart playlists last week to start downloading, quote unquote, all my stuff. And pretty much everything I would try to download that was more than a few items would beach ball. This is on Mojave on my iMac, but it was Ugh. really frustrating. So I need to figure out how to do this. That's on the, ideally on this computer with the large hard drives. But, you know, we could talk about that. We could talk about getting your stuff and putting it somewhere. We can talk about whatever you want to talk about. What do you, what's, what's approach, what's an approach that's good for you? Well, yeah, because I don't really, can't really comment very much on the music aspect of it at all. Um, you know, I, I mean, I think your suggestion for people to just get Plex is a really good one that the Plex media server, but basically, you know, I think Plex is one of those tools that there's so much there that works the way that you would expect things to work. In other words, once your media is there, you really can get it anywhere. You don't have to worry about and you like you can sync it to your devices. Yes, so great. You know, if you're going on a trip, it's like that feature when Netflix came out and said, "Well, as if mm -hmm. you have an iOS device, you can download this whole season, or you could download this movie to your device and watch it when you're." Well, Plex lets you do the same thing. There's so, but but it's all under your control. And when you when you bring something like a Synology into the mix, mm -hmm. where the installation of Plex is just a one click, it's a one click thing. You just click a button and now. Now it's running Plex and then you throw files into that folder and you're done. Like that's all you have to do. Uh, how you get those files in there is, is up to you. Maybe you have the DVD or uh, Blu-ray or whatever that you rip on your computer and then mm -hmm. throw the file in there. There's other ways that things can, can wind up in there and I don't know anything about it, but 
their software that lets you do that. And, and then you just have this great media library. And so that's where all the movies that we've gotten, you know, it's like, yeah, I bought a bunch of stuff on iTunes back in the day and I bought stuff on Amazon prime too. But looking back, like I really wish I had bought everything, um, on, on, on real media, not because I felt like I could own it, but because that makes it, you know, like I don't currently have any What's the of closest. It's the closest thing to it being yours. Yeah, it really it's never is. never been yours, but, but that's... But Merlin, that's I used to have, back in the um, Napster days, which is a software I don't know what it is and I never used it, I mm-hmm. used to have every single thing that I have streaming now, I had to, I had to, I had there, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and like, those days for me of like having the music that I want on media that I like have to like have in a physical location... You know, there's mm-hmm. something about that that's like, that's just not the way it's done anymore. And then you find people like Zach who are like, well, I have 400 gigs. It was gigs. all fine for a while. It was. For a while, it was fine. It, everything worked. And, you know, I can really peg some of this to remembering what uh, Jim Dalrymple went through with, with his collection. Some Somewhat contemporaneous to that is like, suddenly stuff got weird. And like my metadata was screwed up on stuff that stuff right. that I had ripped, like my own stuff from the 90s was suddenly not showing up or it was showing up as two albums or three albums or it was in different places and everything was missing. And then when I tried to play it on my phone, it thought that this ABBA record was three different albums and it wouldn't play like a normal album. Like, where do I go to fix that? Oh, iTunes. I don't know. And it's like, you know, I, I don't I don't know whose fault that is, if it's anybody's fault. I'm here to tell you that I use, a, I use an app called Music Brains Picard for doing extensively accurate metadata on everything that I own. This is, it's, you can go look it up, you know, there's music brains and you want the Mac app called Picard, just like the, uh, character and you can run your metadata run your MP3s or whatever they are, M4Ps or whatever the hell they are. You run them with this, through this app and it goes to the music brains, the amazing music brain service to pull down the absolutely exactly correct metadata for every single bit of every single song. That's what I do for mm-hmm. all of my music that goes into the cloud. I know it's flawless. Now, what happens if they don't have that exact version on iTunes? I think it gets confused. You know, it, it's it, iTunes, iTunes is pretty good for you. It used to be you pop in a CD and rip it, and it goes to CDDB and gets the accurate metadata for like, you know, the CD version of this. This is not archival quality work Apple is doing with this stuff. And I think it is very good. I don't want to say not, I don't trust them, but I don't 100% trust them. I've been in this twilight for like four or five years now where I'm like, I'm scared to even look at what's in my iTunes. But you know what? I'm going to give myself homework, which is I'm going to try to start downloading my stuff, making sure it's what I think it is and where it needs to be. And I'll experiment with using, uh, using it with Plex. And, and if our listeners have suggestions for music in particular, if you would like to take your collection of digital music, DRM-free digital music, and put it somewhere and have it, what are people using that's not Plex and not iTunes and not Apple Music? What do you, let us know on Twitter, or what are you using? For yeah, that? what kind of media server are you using? Mm-hmm. It used to be such a rich environment back in the day. You remember? I mean, there were so many options for managing your MP3s mm-hmm. in the early 2000s. Yeah, you're right. And then iTunes they bought the big one and then all the other ones kind of fizzled away and we can't run Winamp. So Winamp, Winamp, is that what it's called? Was that the big one? Yeah. Winamp was the good one. Yeah. Loved Winamp. What was the one that they, they bought and turned into iTunes? Sound. Jam? 
Sound Jam, I think. I'm looking it up. Sound Jam MP. Yep, that's it. Oh wow. Oh yeah, look at that. You remember Jeez, the little the little wow. smiling little face? I hope they are charging had? by the gradient. Woof. <laughs> um, yeah. All right, so that's a, that's a straw man plan. We can. Um, I I'm not. I I am not an expert on ripping. I have to basically. It's sort of like me with. Uh, I put a link. I put a link in. I don't know why I did this. I put a link into um, show notes for this amazing thing I found over the weekend. I was nerding out so hard on, on Google Sheets over the weekend because that's not, I'm broken inside. But I found this amazing script using filters uh, to find items that are not in a list in um, Google Sheets because I was trying to do some media management stuff to like consolidate all my stuff. Anyways, um, and so I was spending a lot of time with that. Um, And why am I telling you this? Because iTunes, I don't remember why I told you that. Cassidy and Green, (laughs) they made Conflict Catcher. Yeah. Oh man, they were so good. Uh, so I was talking about that because let me go look at show notes, death quotes mm-hmm, over the garden wall. I don't remember why I told you that. Um, wow, that's gonna come back to me. It's gonna be really embarrassing. Yeah. Um, but that'll be the homework. Do we want to talk about? Oh yeah. So yeah. yeah so sorry. Yes. This goes back to how I first became aware of you, as far as I know, mm-hmm. which was copy and pasting uh, your tutorials on how to install. My sequel, the best way or whatever. Right, right. right. I'm the same way with Google Sheets. I am the same way with Handbrake. I, I, I'm like a monkey with a pack of cigarettes. I have no idea what I'm doing with Handbrake. I'm just following directions. Yeah, it's extremely confusing. Um, but I, I, so I don't feel super qualified to testify as an expert about how to rip a Blu-ray because I'm just a monkey. But I, I do feel pretty super qualified to talk about Plex and what's good about it. And maybe I'll be more qualified to talk about the music component um, after I try to download some more music. Do you do um, iTunes Match? I used to do iTunes Match. I canceled it and got everything, I got rid of all that. I don't even have, like, I don't have any of my media at all that I used to have. Like, I used to have gigabytes and gigabytes of, of audio that I'd bought and ripped and converted. And I mean, I took all my CDs ripped them and got rid of the originals and like I don't think you're supposed to do that and I the thing is I used to God I look at I'm looking at these smart playlists and I used to be such a cowboy ninja iTunes surfer. I I spent so much time making my iTunes good and I'm just looking at some of these. Like for example, here's a smart um smart playlist of just show me everything that is in iCloud. Show me everything that's in iCloud that has no plays. Show me like all the ways of being able to see like what's, which ones are eligible for an upgrade back in the day. I used to spend so much time hand curating all of this stuff and making sure it was correct and up to date and, you know, all the things. And I just, I, st- I stopped trusting the system and it, it I guess this is going to be an opportunity for me to go back and care again. You got to care. You got to care. See what see what I can come up with, because oh, I have I have I have a whole folder full of smart playlists, just stuff. For example, here's everything that's in in iCloud, but not on my computer. That's 181 gigs. Everything that's in iCloud that's over a certain size. <laughs> Everyone that's having a match problem on iTunes. I have all of these smart lists, and I haven't looked at them in years. So I'll do that. See if I can start getting my stuff. There you go. So, I mean, do we have a plan? I think we got a plan. I think it's a solid plan. 
that we have. The plan is part, so for you folks, if you want to get Plex, go get Plex. If you don't, I don't care. you, you got to live your life. It's the holidays and people are busy. Um, but I, what I'm going to do is try and download some more music, and I, I will be prepared to discuss, uh, make a case for what I like about, uh, about, about Plex and what I think about using it for music. For movies and TV, I feel like it's a no-brainer. I, I, I just, I don't know of anything better than Plex for serving um, movies and TV. Do you? Mm, thinking, but no. I mean, that's what I've used for years. I've watched it get better and better every every yeah. release. 100%, yeah. And, yeah. you know, I, I will say I've, um, you know, when I run it, I'm usually running it on a, a Linux server because that's me. But now that I have the Synology, I tried it with that and it went really, really well. So mm-hmm. that's been The only pain like, is you do, uh, I don't know if you have a different one than I do. The package I have, I need to do my own um, updates, but it's really easy to do. And it's yeah. always something that comes up every couple of weeks. Yeah. I'll see the little thing that says there is an update available and you yeah, can do it. Yeah, download the SPK or whatever it is. Right, right. Yeah, and you know, is that even that critical? I don't know, maybe, but you know, I've so got what? My, my, local, my local Plex on my Mac, I'm doing the beta, but my one on my Synology, I do the public, you know, mm-hmm. regular production release um no it's great it's great all right i'm putting some more music in i'm clicking all right so i think we've got something here is there anything we missed this week Mm -mm. oh yeah one last thing um people were asking um the listener who kindly told us about the really cool reprogrammable remote i did put that into show notes thanks to the listener who asked about that we're thinking about making a shirt uh i added my new uh my hard drive i like to show notes you're going to shoulder the brunt over mm-hmm. the garden wall. Mm-hmm. We should make a shirt, Dan. We're talking about making a shirt. Yeah, I would love to make a shirt. We could do that. We could do that phony baloney thing where we try to gauge interest in it. Okay, let's do that thing. Yeah. We're thinking about making a shirt. You know that thing I encourage people to write in a notebook where it says the first page is profound? We're considering making that into a t-shirt because we'd like to make it. It's such a good shirt. It would be such a good shirt. It could be a good shirt with handwriting and stuff. It could be good. I'd wear the do heck out of lame? that. Do you think it's lame? No, lame. I think people would love it. Mm. All right. Well, well, that's what we're thinking about. They Might Be Giants is really good. Mm-hmm. This is another thing that drives me nuts. So there's so much I love about Spotify. And then I'm going to hang up this goddamn phone and write show notes. It's my birthday. Um, another thing that drives me nuts is like there's so many bands where like I came to know and love them from a compilation, right? A best of, a greatest mm-hmm. hits. Mm-hmm. That is no longer in print. So like, um, like for example, what is Beat by the band English Beat? Uh, singles 45s and under by squeeze this they might be giants collection called dial a song uh, I, I don't know if they're even in print a lot of times they're not and all i have is my own copy of this from the 90s to be able to listen to it i can reconstruct it and lots of people on, on you know spotify do reconstruct collections but uh yeah there's just so many i hate to admit it but like i feel like i did get a little bit um i don't know i took the bait they fooled me jerry like, and now, and now I kind of want all my music back. I yeah. want my Renz, I want my unreleased Renz tracks. I want my unreleased Long Winters tracks. I want all the little special things. I want all the bootlegs of live things that I've got. I want it all back. Yeah, and you don't want to have to have an internet connection to use it either. Mm. Mm. That's how they get you. Well, Dan, uh, happy birthday to me. Happy birthday. Are you doing anything special for your birthday today? Going to maybe a special oh, restaurant, no. something like that? No, I had a, I got some really good presents. I, uh, I haven't talked about this because I've it'd been so sad and, um, ashamed, but, um, but, um, my plant got stolen, stolen slash abandoned by me. Your, uh, your cannabis plant? No, my plant planty, 
Planty that I brought back to life three different times was at the office, and I, I would lovingly put Planty out in the sun mm-hmm. every day that there was sun, and I'd bring Planty in, and I'd, I'd pick all the little uh, Wait, someone know, literally sto- came no, and stole? No, 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 it's bad on me. At some point over the weekend, a few weeks ago, I came into the office, I took Planty outside, I talked to Planty, I gave Planty uh, the, 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 the food that Planty likes. It's helping Planty thrive for the first time in years. And apparently best I can tell, I went back to my house without remembering to bring Planty back in. And then I came in on Monday, I came inside and I was like, Planty, Planty, where's Planty? Planty's gone. And it's, it's, it's on me. But you know, my wife has tried to convince me. She's tried to persuade me to comfort me. Planty probably has a good home. The kind of person who would steal a plant unless they're a, a vandal uh, is probably giving Planty a good home because they thought Planty was abandoned. So that's what I choose to believe. The important story, it's my birthday. I got a new Planty. My family gave me a new Planty. It's a second chance. It's Planty 2, Electric Boogaloo. I'm going to do what I can. I also got some Mr. Joshua, some pants prints. You know pants? Do you follow pants? No. Can I ask you to do something for me real quick? Yes. Are you on a computer? Are you yes. On a computer? Can you yes. go to twitter.com? Yes, going now. Go to twitter.com slash pants. Just pants. It's the best, best handle. That's Mr. Joshua. Oh. So I got some stickers and prints from pants. So all of you need to be looking at pants. I'm already losing my time on this today, I can tell. Oh, it's forget it. You're done. You're done, Zoe. <laughs> it's so good. It's your first I already love it. Um, and so I got those, and um, I got a shirt from Marine Lair that I really like. Um, and what else did I get? I got a lot of really good stuff, and I got a really sweet card with a Darth Vader on it. So I'm not exactly sweating it. <laughs> anyway, um, thanks to everybody for listening. Thanks to our sponsors. I know this. Uh, Kensington uh, and our friend, what's his name? Jeff, Michael, Peter. Who's, who's our friend? Z- at, uh, Zach. Zach. Okay. Zach? Wait, Zach's not wh- the guy. Oh, Matt? Matt? Matt is here. Matt is not here. At Kensington. Thanks to Kensington and thanks to Squarespace. Let's button this up. All right. Okay, I love you. Love you too, Merlin, man.